off and running. Our final half hour here on Tiger tailgating alongside the air guitar playing Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Yes, sir. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, also on the line with us. And, Jimmy, how's your, your air guitar skills, man? Can you do it? Oh, I can rock it. I can rock it. I actually had a son that came up in the rock band days, so I learned from him. Oh, really? <laughs> so you can play the actual guitar? No, no rock band. No, You're talking PlayStation. Oh, rock band. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, right. so, look, Jimmy, I'll let you run the lead, and I'll play the bass, baby, and we can make it happen. I'm telling you. Hey, who's got vocals? Not this, this guy. I can no, be a not, baritone. Yeah, I, I don't have any vocals either, but let me tell you something. I do have Nobody can play air guitar better to a Pearl, Pearl Jam song than me. I can promise you that. Okay, right? okay. Well, I'll, I'll go lead vocals then. Um, Mike McCready doesn't have anything on me. <laughs> those, of you, those of you who know who Mike McCready is. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. LSU and Rice tonight. We talked about that. We talked about uh, recruiting in particular. Around the SEC, uh, any surprises Any surprises this weekend? A lot of teams are playing these cupcake kind of teams this week because they're getting ready to wrap up the season um, You know, next week and likely in the conference. But for an LSU team, has an opportunity to, uh, to, to get to 10 wins over the next two weeks. Jimmy, that would be a significant accomplishment for this team that was widely thought of as, as one of the bottom dwellers in the SEC West. Yeah, I think it, it's something this, this staff can really hang its hat on. I mean, we went from is that Orgeron on the hot seat to where if he wins 10 games, he's probably a shoe-in for coach of the year in the conference. Uh, you know, quite quite the turnaround of expectations there. So uh, I, w- I would say even if they go 9-3, and three, if they trip up against Texas A&M on the road in a very tough environment in the week, it's still a good season for LSU. Coming in, looking at the schedule, nobody anticipated it. Vegas had their, their over-under on wins at 7 uh, that is generally the consensus of most people. They were somewhere between six and eight. Uh, so some nine, ten wins, uh, that's definitely a win for the staff. And, and it's feeding recruiting. Uh, they, they're top five class in the country, and, and it's because they've been a top five team on the field. And a lot of these guys feel that LSU is stable. There's stable ground there. And if there's stable ground, LSU can recruit as well as anyone. And as far as recruiting is concerned, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think uh, Coach O has done a great job of getting everybody that they've gotten so far to commit, not only for this year coming up, but for the next couple, two years. Um, with that being said, man, look, and I, I mentioned this earlier, I don't know if Joe Burrow will start next year. I think he probably deserves it due to the season that he's had. But I can tell you, in two years, you we may be seeing one of those two newer guys playing in two years, um, you know, starting TJ or somebody. I'm not quite sure who, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I think TJ is going to have a shot as a true freshman, the the, the junior quarterback at Ponchatoula High School. Physically, he's got all the tools. Uh, how quickly can they digest the playbook, learn to, to play uh, against that speed and with that speed? That's one of the biggest transitions for a lot of high school quarterbacks. Um, and, and the guy they have, Peter Parrish, this year. Peter mm-hmm. Parrish splits time in his high school because there's another D, D1 prospect on their roster. Uh, so he's got a lot to learn. He can certainly run the ball. I could see him having packages next season as a true freshman. I'm um, hoping to get some some game experience for him. And then, of course, Miles Brennan sitting on the bench in the wings. Uh, there's some talk we might get to see him this week. We haven't seen him at all this year. Um, there was a lot of hype coming in. You know, his body needed to progress. He needed uh, to adjust to the, to, the, to the level of talent. Uh, is he going to be ready? So they're, they're hoping one of those guys uh, take a, a positive step forward and can help lead that team. If not, you might be looking at another situation where they're scouring, looking for guys that got left out like Joe Burrow in a year or two. 
Now, you, you brought up something that was really good. I thought a point that you made was that, you know, can the guys come in and digest the playbook, um, you know, well enough and quick enough to be able to come in and make an impact. My thing is let's not make it too difficult. Let's find out what these right. guys do well and, and simplify it, kind of like what Coach O was talking about. I think that's what he's talking about. Let's not overemphasize, you know, um, um, trying to get these guys to read three or four progressions when we can go ahead and put four wides out and let's re- make them read the half the field whichever side is the best side to go to. Is, is, is that an issue with our offense right now and why we've kind of sputtered, if you will, of, as of late? Yeah, you know, one of the – everybody's um, for years has been yapping about the, the conservative nature of LSU's offense. And I, I, that's certainly – they're certainly accurate. Uh, they've been, um, as somebody put, violently conservative, someone told me on Twitter the other day. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I thought that was pretty accurate. But – uh, really, it's been their inability to adjust the offense around their players. When you have uh, Jordan Jefferson and you're asking him to drop back into five- and seven-step drops and, and, and read defenses to make throws, uh, and you had him in the starting lineup for years under Les Miles, and they didn't seem to really adjust their their strategy and their playbook to fit his strengths. And and coming in with this staff, you know, they wanted a pro-style quarterback. They had that. Um, if you are forced – to, to go with a guy like Peter Parrish, who's more adept as a, as a runner early on in his career, are you able to build a playbook around him? Are you able to cater your offense to it? Can you start to run the zone read um, and have that running back you know, carry the um, that quarterback carry the ball 12, 20 times a game? Can you attack the edges with options and different things of that nature if that's what you have? Um, we haven't seen that for quite some time in LSU. Uh, it seems like they haven't had an identity at the quarterback position, what they want to do with the guys. They're recruiting double, dual-threat quarterbacks, recruiting pocket passers. They keep running this pocket passer pro-style system. Um, are we going to see them adapt one day and become more of, a, of, a, of a, a running threat from that quarterback position like so many of the other elite teams around the country have done? Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. Jimmy, Devin White playing his last game in Death yeah. Valley, let alone – uh, I mean, that's that's one thing to come to this game and watch if you're an LSU fan. Forget about that. It's Rice. You're going to see you, – it's your last chance to see one of the more, most dominating uh, defensive players and one of the more do- dominating uh, linebackers in the country. And you're looking at a first-round talent right there. You're looking at a first-round draft pick that will be playing on, on Sundays next year. And what a year what – a, what a ride he's had with LSU. Yeah, what are you talking about, Christian? You haven't seen him on Twitter? He's thinking about coming back. He's thinking about passing up being a top 10 yeah, pick right. to come back. Yeah, right. yeah, that's not happening. Not Especially happening. the linebacker position, such a physical no. position. If you can get that money early, you go get it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You'll get it no matter what. You know what's refreshing, though, real quick, though, Jimmy? What's refreshing is we've seen guys like uh, Watt up there at Ohio State and other players yeah. at Houston, uh, Oliver, um, at Houston, that shut it down because they know they're going to have a top 10, top 15 uh, salary guaranteed to him by the NFL. Devin White didn't do that. He could have done that, and nobody. That's kind of the new, the, the new vogue thing to do for these college players that are entering into their junior year or, or senior year, and they have an opportunity to, to you know, forego their, you know, they just kind of stay away from the season if they get hurt. Yeah, and, and you could even go back two years ago, Leonard Fournette in that bowl game. Yep. We don't know if he was yep. physically able to play or not, but he, he seemed to call it short before ever really giving it a shot. Uh, so, yeah, it seems to be the new wave. I, and somebody asked me this the other day, if I thought Devin White, Greedy Williams, guys like that would mm-hmm. forego the bowl, bowl game. I don't see that happening. These guys are passionate football players. They're competitors. They love LSU. They love the college experience. 
Uh, I don't think you have any of those guys on this team. And Devin White's a, a perfect example of that. The guy's a, a true teammate. He loves playing football. Uh, I mean, he would he would play two or three games a week if they would schedule it. Uh, he, he's just got that kind of passion for the game. I don't think there's a chance in, in heck we see that guy sit out for any games moving forward, um, despite no. knowing that he, he's right. just uh, just a few quarters away from getting millions in the NFL. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm okay with the guy sitting out. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple years ago when Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey sat out the yeah. bowl games, I'm okay with that. The guys that are shutting it down early right now, they're, you know, they're shutting down because they probably had an injury of some sort, and so they're just reluctant to come back. And the reason why I'm okay with it is because they're, they're not they're, – you know, they have to protect their future. Anybody else yeah. in any other field would find a way to protect their future to ensure that they can move forward and get the big payday when it's time for them to get them or at least have the opportunity to get that. So as of right now, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, a, I'm okay with it. I'm a big proponent of it. Um, I, I do not um, – I do. It's not for everyone. Like you said, guys like Greedy and, and Devin, those guys are, are just passionate about the game. Um, and they just love being here at LSU. In some, in some cases, it's good for people. In some cases, it's not. So I'm okay either way. Yeah, I am too. I mean, these guys take a pounding, right? And let's be yep. honest, um, people can say these kids are being paid by free tuition and so on. They that's are out paid. there that's not working paid. for free. That's not paid. Most of those guys have trouble figuring out how they're going to eat dinner every night. Uh, you know that, Herb. You've been through that life. Um, it's not as easy as people think, and, and they're out making millions for these schools, and they're really not getting a ton back in return. And, and yeah, they get a degree, and a lot of times they're pushed into degrees they don't really have interest in. You know how many players yep. graduate yep. LSU with programs like that with sociology degrees and have no idea how to use that in the real world to their benefit? I mean, this is – Let's be honest here. So I'm with you in that these guys protecting their bodies and, and so on. But I think in a team like this, when LSU's accomplished way more than many had thought, um, they've really fought to get to where they're at, a lot of late wins. Um, this is when I think uh, the, the team, the kids on the team, would be hard-pressed to sit out a big bowl game if they were to perhaps make it to one of the big uh, New Year's Bowls. So, uh, you know, I, I think these guys protecting their body and doing what's right for them, and, and, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm with you. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. We'll step away and come back and wrap this thing up here on WWLAMFM.com. Perusing TigerDetails.com, five things we want to see from LSU against Rice along with plenty of others, basketball. LSU escapes a 74-67 win over Louisiana Tech. Jimmy Smith, part of TigerDetails.com here with us. And, uh, Jimmy, I say this totally rhetorical. Give me a prediction about tonight's game. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to tell a, you what I'm going to do. Is happy Christian about LSU football? Wow, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a pretty lopsided game, right? So what I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going I'm to give some gamblers, some guys that actually – had some kahunas and put some money on the line for LSU this week. 42 Uh-oh. to nothing LSU. They fall just short of covering oh. this ridiculous Vegas spread. <laughs> 42 to nothing, is that what you said? Yeah. 42 to nothing. If I'm not mistaken, the spread's up to like 43, 44 43 points. 43 and a half. 43 and a half, yeah. yeah. Oh, they dropped. So we'll go 42 to nothing. Oh, man, that would really – look, first off, Jimmy, those if, if somebody did lay coin on this game, if you're an LSU fan and you're taking for LSU and the points – you don't know anything about gambling because that's that's way too many that's way too many points to lay out there. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if LSU was playing a high school team. It's just too many points to ask a football team to cover because of how many young players you're going to see on the field tonight that are going to that are going to make some mistakes, whether they turn the ball over or not. But they make some mistakes. It's just 44 points is just a lot. 
if LSU had a dynamic passing game, perhaps, right? Uh, but I don't think this is the team you give 40, 43 and a half points to anyone, whether it's Covington High or Rice or anyone else. I'm, I don't think you're laying 43 points with this LSU offense. Um, I'm curious how many people – I think the line actually moved in LSU's favor once it opened, which was really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's quite the lopsided spread here. Jimmy, before we let you run, um, just tell folks where, where they can find at TigerDetails.com. A little bit of everything. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, basketball fan, recruiting junkie uh, like myself, football fan, uh, we offer analysis across the board, up-to-date, uh, you know, re- recruiting updates and, and team coverage and some inside information. We litter our boards with, with stuff that you generally don't see in print uh, that people don't put out in articles, but we, we try to give everyone uh, all the inside scoop on what to expect in this program and all its great sports teams. So a uh, lively community. Come join us at TigerDetails.com. Jimmy Smith, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for visiting with us. We'll talk to you next week as the uh, LSU Tigers look to wrap up the regular season on the road in College Station against the Texas A&M hey, Aggies. And hey, get out of there before they come. They're coming for you, Herb. I hear them sirens back there. Get out of there. <laughs> hey, go, man, I still, I still got a 438 in me, baby. I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, at you yeah, you're six one. All right. Six two, man. Get it right, Jimmy. Six two, man. All right, All right Jimmy, guys. Thanks, y'all man. have a good one. All, All right, right. You too. Todd, come on, man. We got two more cookies here. No. No, I got no? the over and under. I guarantee he's <laughs> he gonna eat all both of those cookies. Well, Two guess what? Um, on the ride back, Todd and I rode down together. On the ride back, I think I can coax him into finishing off these last two. Todd is also AKA the Cookie Monster. If you're just joining us, so throughout our tailgating endeavors down here this year yes. in Baton Rouge, we go to the, the the local market across the street here from the Athletic Administration Building. I'm not gonna name the name, yep. and they have some really good cookies, right? They come in a cup. I don't know, eight eight cookies or so. One, get nine. one one Saturday. He sat here, Todd sat here, and polished off the entire cup of cookies. The entire cup. And, and didn't give anybody else nope. any regard. What's so that? he's the cookie monster. Not only is he the cookie monster, but today he's wearing a beautiful leather jacket, nice brown color with some wool, um, uh, what do you call it, collar, looking like the Fonz, bringing me back ah. to my old days, little happy days, baby. I like it. <laughs> Herb, before we push out of here and hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network, yes. once again, just give me give me three things that you want to see from LSU. I want to see consistency football on on the, on, the, on the offensive side of the ball. I want to see confidence in playing um, a, a lesser tier team, meaning we don't play down to that level. And I also want to see some enthusiasm, some fun, and some energy out there on the field. Um, and, and those three things I think will will make for a good win. I don't think forty four points, um, uh, you know, spread, but. They'll be good. Before we push out of here, I want to thank David Potter back at Master Control. Also, Jimmy Smith for joining us along with Jeff Palermo. And, of course, our on-site engineer, Todd Jacobs. And our executive producer and program director, Diane Newman. Kickoff at 630 LSU and Rice looking for their ninth win of the season. Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Christian Garrick. Wrapping it up, join us tomorrow for the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff starting at 1 o'clock between Saints and Eagles. Yes, sir. Sunday in the Superdome, me and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abel, right here on WWL. I'm out. Herb, do you think, man? Go Tigers. And who that, baby?